Welcome to Real You, Real Money, the podcast that will inspire you to love all of who you are and love making big money all at the same time. I'm Ray Dodd, your host and resident money coach, and week in, week out, I'm here to remind you that your feelings and experiences of money have nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with who you've been told you have to be. This podcast is all about powerful conversations that will support you in building a business that reflects who you actually are. This is not a one-size-fits-all style podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates the individual you are, and more than that, believes your uniqueness is the key to you making the sort of money you truly want to. Thank you for being here. Let's do this thing. Welcome to another episode of Real You, Real Money. I am so excited to welcome today's guest. I've just realized I don't know how to say your surname. Or Mazzola. Mazzola. But should it be Mazzola? Yeah, that's wonderful. Julia Mazzola. I've just been to Italy, can you tell? (laughs) It is Italian, isn't it, your name? It is, yes, it is Italian, yeah. So I remember that because Julia is, her name is not spelt the English way of Julia. If it is English, it might not be English. It is spelt with a G, an I, a U, an I. Do it anyway. L- you'll see it. L A I A. Yes, I've done two eyes, like three eyes in your name, and I've written it down. But when I first asked you, I remember you saying it's just the Italian way of saying Julia. So I'm so happy to have Julia here because she, her work is a beautiful example of what what trusting your instincts really looks like. The word magic comes up in your work so often, and I think it's, and I know you use it a lot in your marketing, but I think it is, when I was thinking about like, how do you describe it? It feels like the perfect word for what you do. And so I'm very excited to bring Julia's perspective into the real you, real money conversation. And this is one of the things I love to do is you you talk to somebody. And first of all, if you're thinking about having a podcast, get a podcast because you get to talk to people about their work. And I learn so much. Like in a way, this podcast is for me. And then I share it. This is 100% true. And then I share it with everybody else. But I think I learn as much from being part of the conversations as people do listening to them. And I love that we get to take other people's ways of doing things and then be like, well, how does that look like with this real you, real money conversation? And I know in our chattings about you being on here, you were saying a little bit about that. So we're going to get into that as we go. But before we do that, I'm going to ask you the question I ask every single person. First of all, hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, how did you end up doing what you do? Yeah, so so excited to chat to you. I always love being able to talk to you and your whole world is just magic to me. So <laughs> great that we get to bring magic together. Yes. And how did I get here? I went to a very high achieving school mm-hmm. and I kind of thought that my purpose in life was to follow a very traditional success route. So Mm -hmm. go into corporate, get really good Mm -hmm. grades, like do all the stuff, basically. And that's what I did. I got good grades and I got a job in corporate finance that paid me a whole bunch of money. Yeah. And I found myself feeling really miserable Mm. and really ashamed of how unhappy I felt because I was like, my life is great. You know, I'm a white woman as well. I have a lot of privilege. And so on paper, everything looked super. Mm-hmm. I had a good job with a great title. Mm. I could go on holiday. Like I had a great support system. And and so like 
I remember thinking at the time, I was like, what is so fundamentally wrong with me? Like, how am I so broken that I can't enjoy this life that everybody else is telling me is amazing? Oh, and my that, gosh. I know. And I didn't realize it so strongly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that sort of is where it began. And when I left finance, mm. I remember feeling totally lost. Mm. like well if I'm not a high achieving superpowered corporate woman yeah who am I what do I do mm. I traveled for a year which was incredible and a huge privilege but I remember spending the whole year like kind of thinking that everything would be fixed by the end yeah. of the year <laughs> yeah so I was like okay this is gonna sort it out I'll just do some stuff it'll be fine it was not I moved to Northern Scotland from living in London my whole life. I yeah. In Scotland, had no support system, had mm. no idea what I wanted to do, and kind of just had to find my own way. Yeah. And I started writing and mm-hmm. sharing online, and and that was really fun and was really good way for me to learn how to get into things. Mm-hmm. But it was only when I had a cycling accident when I was in Italy, where I had to be helicoptered off the mountain. And mm. I remember kind of waking up in the hospital bed and being like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I care so much about what other people mm-hmm. think about me? And I've been so grateful for having my iPad by the hospital bed so I can yeah. listen to music mm. and having like a little chocolate that my mm-hmm. husband bought me and I was just like oh I'm normal <laughs> you know yeah. like this is this you know yeah and I don't remember much about the accident but I remember kind of floating through the air and feeling very helped mm. and that's when I started really paying attention to my intuition. Mm. And it's when I started being called to use tarot. So I yeah. never touched tarot before, kind of thought it was... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and was really nervous about it. Yeah. I just felt called to use it. And through that, I started getting in touch with my own intuition. Mm understanding how I wanted to do things, understanding the desires that I had, and started offering tarot reading. Mm-hmm. And through that, I really realized that I loved working with people and helping mm-hmm. them move through things too mm-hmm. and connect more deeply to their own intuition. Mm. And so that's kind of what led to the work that I do today as a life coach, which is really helping people connect to their intuitive guidance and trust mm. themselves to create a life that they are in love with and that feels satisfying and meaningful. And when you say you felt called, can you like distill that a little bit for people? Like what does that, what, what, what is that? Like in, from question. your perspective? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question because it's one of those things that it's a, it's a piece of language that people really mm. use when you, but it has so many layers of context. Yeah. So when I say that, what I mean is that I started seeing tarot everywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like on my Instagram, on my website, I would mm. see them in shops. They just, it just showed up. Yeah. And I would come across like courses or it just mm. was everywhere. And so I was like, okay, well, 
I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I did. But that's mm. what it, and then when I started using it, it also, it felt fun to do. Yeah. Like yeah. It felt like, oh, what an interesting way for me to play mm. with this and get into this. And that's when, that's kind of what it felt like for me to follow that. Yeah, I got, I really relate to that. I don't like, I don't think it's happened to me. I'm sure it has actually that thing where something just keeps showing up. It definitely has. But often like I talk a bit about how one of my first like signs, I guess, that I was wanted to or was going to run a business that made more money than my original business was that I just had a, and I would say I've like, well, would I, I probably wouldn't use those words, but for me, it was like, I felt called to make more money like I had a sense I could make more money and I just had a like do you know what it is for me it's like a being tapped like Mm. repeatedly like a little bit of a like Ray 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 are you listening are you listening to this and like and that will be my I'm feeling called to and sometimes it will be something that shows up a lot but often it's like a nagging sense not in a like Mm. like not not in a not nice way but not in a particularly like nice way just a general nagging like hey why haven't you like come on this idea is still here. Like this idea is still here. An insistent, acquired insistent yes, message. Exactly. So it's never too in your face. Yes. It can be, yes. but it's not usually too in your face. Yeah. But it's just this like constant little hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then people will say something about it as well. Like you might find you are having lots of conversations about it. And it's like yeah. like recently, and I, I don't know what I'll do with this because it is used in a few places. The word amplify has come up mm. everywhere. And then I went on the retreat in Italy and I swear my coach has never said the word amplify before. Maybe she has. Maybe it's that part of my brain that spots that. But it was like everyone was like amplify, amplify, amplify. And I was like, God, what's going on with this word? And I think that can happen quite a lot. So I just Definitely. I wanted to give people because one of my questions and maybe we're going to jump to it. We are going to jump to it is I think and I've written quite a lot about this that a lot of people, particularly the sort of people that you and I would work with, struggle to even notice their intuition. Mm-hmm. Should we start with why do you think that is? Why do you think we find it so hard to access? Yeah, definitely. So I, I'll start with a kind of personal experience, which I think can be relatively common. Yeah. But especially people who maybe identify as being very intellectual and Mm. are fans of kind of learning and education Mm. and perhaps previously have taken a lot of have bought a lot of self-worth from being the type of person who is educated and smart yeah there is this implication with intuition I find Mm -hmm. that it is not smart that yes it's a stupid people game yes so it yes. is something that crazy people pay attention yeah. to and so I know that especially when I first started using tarot I was I was not telling anyone mm. <laughs> I was like I was like absolutely not I'm not gonna just say to someone that like I had an yeah. idea from I don't know and I'm following it yeah because I thought that it meant that I wasn't being smart yeah and I wasn't being logical yeah so there's that side of things mm-hmm. and with the conditioning of mm. patriarchy and yes. white supremacy on top of that yes there is then this sense of like you're doing it wrong yeah if you're not following this prescribed path yeah and yeah. you will not only you're doing it wrong you're going to be punished yeah 
yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 that then people are like okay well I've been told my whole life mm. that if I just study hard and I work hard mm. and like I follow the rules then eventually I will be rewarded yeah and I know you talk about this all the time yeah and then it's and the idea of following something that doesn't into mm. those categories yeah it, it it like brings up a genuine fear and this is why yeah. people get so frozen in place yeah when trying to even consider doing something creative or starting their own business yeah or speaking out or being visible in a way that doesn't fit a standard yeah it brings up real fear of well what if i am rejected what if people think I'm dumb? What mm-hmm. if I will no longer be loved because mm-hmm. this is showing a different part of who I am? Yeah. And so intuitive nudges or whatever mm. whatever that feeling, you dismiss them yeah. immediately. So they'll come up. I believe that everyone has them. Yeah. And I think what tends to happen if you're not necessarily as practiced in it or paying like intentional attention mm is that it will come up and then you'll immediately dismiss it as silly. Yes, totally agree. And, and I the think... the idea of being silly as well. Yeah. Well, this is it. I think as you're talking, it makes me really think about, like, I think many of us can really hold on to that intelligence piece and you talked about it within your own story as well because women are meant to be pretty, right? That's a, that's a lot of our main function. And then a lot of us were like, I'm more than that. I'm clever mm-hmm. too. Or, or I'm just clever. I'm not pretty, but I am clever. Yeah. And that, but we've kind of taken this intelligence, this very patriarchal, male-coded version of intelligence, and made it. You know, mm. it's the way that feminism, like we can say, like equality is not everyone being the same. It's like all different types of people being valued. But we often read it as, therefore, I need to code my intelligence in the most male, masculine way possible, mm. and then we lose all of this like intuitive often like I think for me a good example of this sort of like and this is not exactly it but there's a lot when you're a mum there's a lot of intuitive stuff that you do that like I have caught like I let's not get into debate about this don't DM me about it I co-set with my kids (laughs) like honestly if you even do if you even come at me about it I will block you (laughs) I co-set with my kids I can't tell you how many times I caught them I woke up and caught them or woke up and felt something happening I have woken up this is a lot of information I'm sorry for people with sick issues and I've I've woken up and like caught sick like in my hands or like being a mother is so lovely yeah. or like with ass <laughs> or I knew they were sick anyway so you yeah, put the bowl like you do have these real like this connection stuff when other stuff stripped away and I use that as an example but there's loads of other stuff with like women's traditional roles of being around like cleaning and cooking and hosting and all these things that like women knew things that have since science has since caught up with yeah like various ways that we can like one of my clients and she'll be listening to this and I hope she doesn't mind me telling this story was saying that her mother-in-law whenever she ironed clothes would leave them in the cupboard for a few days and she said she was just resting the clothes and and they always used to laugh at her about it and then she said recently she read a study that apparently if you after you've ironed stuff, if you let it rest for a few days, the clothes last longer. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, you know, something she'd observed or been passed down to her, like someone had observed at some point. It's like chicken like, soup. 
you yes. know, where the chicken yes. soup, I was like, yeah, I have chicken soup because it's really heated yeah. for coals and stuff. Yeah. And I've just done it always. And then yeah. it's like, oh, you look into the science of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's actually loads of things in there that's really good for immune system and yeah. helping combat yeah. a yeah. cold. Yeah. I remember my mother, and, and this is interesting because my mother always used to do things like this, and she'd be like, I know, I know, I know. And I would be like, no, mm. you don't. Mm. <laughs> you, just, you don't get it. And yeah. I think for me, a part of not being able to actually accept my intuition was that I used to think my mother would be yeah. she was intuitive. Yeah. And, you know, I I remember once at 3 a.m. we were at a party and one of our friends needed to go to an ambulance. And I got into the ambulance with her and I called my mom 3 a.m. in London. And I'm like, I'm fine, mm. but I need you to come pick me up from the hospital. Oh. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, I woke up five minutes before the phone call and I knew mm. you were going to call. And I was just like, well, it's wow. a thing. It totally is. <laughs> it's, and it actually, this is such a good example, like just to encourage people. So I think you can look back over your life. Like, so an example for me is me and my husband, when we got together, he's in the other room, he'll probably hear me saying the story and be like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so when we got together, he dumped listeners, he dumped me twice. And when we got back together the third time, I remember a bit like you're saying, being like, oh my God, I feel like such a mug getting back together with him. Like, what am I doing? This is such a terrible idea. But I had a knowing. Mm. And I remember saying my friend being like, I was like, I know this is going to sound really bad, but I'm going to get back together with Phil. And she was like, okay. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to need you to trust me. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. And she was like, okay. But everyone was like, everyone thought he was a player. So funny. (laughs) Because nope. He was not, but like, it's that, like, I just had a knowing and I'm sure if people look back, they'll either have a story like you about your mom. And I'm sure you've got others about yourself as well of those, like, you know what? I can think of a time. I didn't really have much logic to it. I just knew and I trusted and I took a punt on it. And this is where I want to come in and actually say that we've both been talking about knowing as a way of Mm. coming up, but actually that is not the way it predominantly will show up oh interesting so I have a friend who has a very visual intuition Mm. and so she tends to get symbols or like a Mm. like a visual in her mind yeah she'll see symbols kind of show up and that Mm. is her way of yeah knowing her intuitive reading some people Mm. get more of a like oral message or listen to something Mm. or it will be more of like a physical response yeah uh, as well so just to say that if you're listening and you're yeah. like, I've never had a knowing, yeah. that is totally fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and it just yeah, might look so different. Ways, and you need to just pay attention mm. to how it may have felt for you in those kind mm. of instances where you were like, yeah. oh, not this, but this. Yeah, I do actually have a physical reaction too. I knew someone whose feet would tingle. My, yeah. I always joke, my face tingles. Like I get like a buzzing into my nose and it often makes my eyes yeah. well up. And it yeah. often happens on calls and you will never get me. Well, no, and that's not true. I will say it later, but I have to be very careful as a coach how I use it. Mm-hmm. Because if I start telling people, I have a knowing and this thing happens when the thing's the right thing. And then I say that to people, they'll be like, well, Ray had a knowing. So that's what I have to do. And I do not ever want it to kind of trump somebody else's like sense of what's right for them. Because it's just my face doing a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely have. I have to, and I think the more I get in touch with it, 
the more ways it shows up have you found that a hundred percent yes yeah. so when I first started it was it was unclear to me how my intuition showed up mm. for myself I yeah. because I was so out of touch with it at that point yeah. I was so busy trying to be a certain like version of yes. what was a standardized acceptable version of myself yeah that I didn't know what I actually liked you know you talk about real you yeah and and I think a lot of people or at least I used to get really pissed off about that kind of yeah. like authentic real yeah. genuine those words yeah because I'd be like what does that even mean like yeah. I'm just me how can yes. that like how can I not know how to be yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yet, <laughs> and yet, did you take the lid off that one? <laughs> yeah. There are so many things to this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so yes, you do. The more you kind of use it, the more mm. it expands, and yeah. like it is a skill. It's a skill mm. that you can learn and build up and practice. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. are all born intuitive, for yeah. sure. But it is something that you can cultivate, which I think yeah. is excellent news because I think yes. a lot of people are just like, well, you're intuitive or you're not. Like, yeah, it's for those people. Yeah. Those people that are into witchcraft, who do seances, who mm. are out on the full moon dancing naked, et cetera. Yeah. And it's like, no, intuition is for you if you're a lawyer, if you're an accountant, yeah. if you do any job, anything at all, if you are a mother, if you're just creative in general. Yeah. It is yours and you get to learn yeah. how to utilize it in your life. There is a phrase, isn't there, there, that they use for men? Like he's got a good head for, I don't know if this is the right one, but there's like he's got a good head for business or a nose for business mm. or like when they really mean like, nice. like, you know, he's he's got a good gut. He's got good gut instincts for business yeah. is what they're saying. But mm. with women, it's often coded as more flighty and like, or like you say, witchy or... Mm. And therefore unreliable. And therefore unreliable. Always the connection there. Yeah. 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 And made up and like nonsense and Mm -hmm. like problematic and all sorts of things. We don't have that same language for it. Mm -hmm. And we might talk about like old wives' tales as well, but they're not positive. That's all like it's super. So So this nicely onto another question I had. It was you talk like we talked about in, or I spoke about in the intro you talk about magic quite a bit in your work now we've talked about the ways that that can be kind of seen as like flighty and all of those things how do you define magic in your work yeah so for me I really the way I think about magic is that it's simply possibility mm. so it is the possibility of things being different of yeah. being another way of just an opening and an expansion mm. of things that we haven't even seen yet. Yes. That's magic to me. Yes, yes, yes. I always use, I talk about imagination and intuition a lot as being very paired together mm. because, as you were saying, a lot of the pushback against intuition is that people think it's made up. Yes. And I actually think that our imagination is one of the strongest things that we have mm. in this world. And I always, I would, so much of the work that I do with my clients is really believing that that is actually a power that they can use themselves mm. with intuition and with imagination. And that, and I think it's, I think it might be, since it's my golf, I might be getting it wrong, but it's saying that everything imagined, everything real was once imagined or something yes. like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. messing it up. But if you think of it that way, mm. everything that's come into being, like bridges, 
engineering, yes. things that have yes. been invented, everything. stories, everything has come from the human imagination. Yes. Someone had to dream it up yeah. and then be like, okay, well, then how am I going to bring this into reality? Yeah. And that, like, I think intuition is the kind of thing that leads you towards greater clarity of yourself mm. and mm. the desires you have and what's mm-hmm. interesting to you and the skill set that you can grow. And then imagination is then how you actually bring it into the real world. And I would argue that for people traditionally left out of money making, imagination is an indispensable tool because mm-hmm. we don't get to see. We we have to be more imaginative than our white male middle class, able bodied, straight bodied counterparts because they see themselves in so many places. And you and I, as white women, our imagination needs to be potentially less because we see ourselves in some in more spaces. It's like that imagination piece and the way that it is, to me, it feels like a tool of oppression that it gets ridiculed and belittled so much. Because of course, like unimaginative people, what are they going to do? They, if you can't imagine yourself- Not rise up against the structures of society. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so it's like not something to like let, patriarchal particularly systems and views and yeah just it's not to not let it them tell you that your imagination is somehow like a weakness or a or not useful to you or not needed and schools do this so well right because they keep pushing pushing all the maths all the science all of that stuff which by the way science particularly still needs imagination loads of it but I keep pushing all of that and taking out the stuff that really like creates freedom around imagination. Yeah. So can see why people feel that way. Mm. And it's impacting our ability to do so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I, one of the things that I actually love about imagination as well, but this is coming back to what you were saying about science kind of catching up data mm. is that they have now found that in the brain, when they take MRI images of the brain, the same areas of the brain that light up with memory are what light up with imagination. Oh. So your brain can't actually tell the difference between recalling something that has happened Ooh. and imagining something that hasn't happened. Nice. So the way that you kind of can train and work skillfully with your imagination mm-hmm. is literally creating kind of neural pathways in your brain yes. that are associated with the new stuff that you want to do. I love that because Julia's in Plenty, which is an ongoing community. So Julia's face sometimes crops up in the calls and stuff. So you might have heard people saying there's often a lot of discussion about how can I make more money when I don't have evidence that I've made, I can make more money. And what you're saying there, and you will hear me quote this now, is (laughs) actually that and and it it leads into that deluding ourselves part right where we feel like we're deluding ourselves and like how I'm just I'm like losing my mind thinking I could possibly do this and actually you can access from what you're saying access those parts of your brain and sort of create evidence Mm -hmm. because I'm always like evidence is great and it's really really useful evidence is a privilege though we don't always get access to it in order to do things we want to do oh love that thanks for that isn't it juicy that is so juicy (laughs) love it so much so when it comes to that magic, what, like, how can people infuse their businesses with more, and I guess actually with more of that magic and more of the intuition stuff as well, like, how can they really bring that into their work? Yeah, so I think that 
when you speak about magic and the way that I see it, like seeing mm. it as this sense of possibility, it this is actually going to be a really boring answer. <laughs> but but it's very practical. Yeah. Because the whole point of it is that you have to intentionally pivot yourself yeah. towards possibility and magic over and over mm. again. Mm. And it's not a sexy answer, but it's when you think about your business and when you think about your life and you think, well, what feels like magic to me? Yeah. And you have to train your brain to look to it all the time. Yeah. Because yeah. you are conditioned yeah. through society, through mm-hmm. your habits as well, yeah. which have been bred by society mm-hmm. and your nervous system, your yeah. physical responses to fear and trauma yeah. and everything else. You will have these ingrained habits that mm. lead you down specific roads mm-hmm. incredibly quickly. Yes. And when I think of magic, I think of playing with that imagination, mm. bringing that in so that you begin to slowly carve new pathways and open things up for yourself. Yeah. So this can be done in very simple ways. So either by visualizing something yeah. every morning, it could also be done by just beginning to pay attention yes that's my favorite your body yeah to things that excite you yeah like things that interest you and drop the shame around it yeah like really see it Mm. that as you begin to discover what it is that you find interesting Mm -hmm. that that is your avenue into magic and possible and it sounds ridiculously simple and almost as if you shouldn't be trying to do it but this is why it's so valuable yeah. because we are tricked into thinking that complexity is always the answer. Yes. And in fact, the elegance and simplicity of it is what your brain will discount yes. so that you don't do it. And then yeah. if you're not doing it, you don't change. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that I like to do is just notice where there are like that things feel magical like oh that felt like it mm. happened super easily or that like I want it so I have this little book that I keep by my bedside table I'm about to be launching which you will get access to not not everybody listening unless you pay for it but people in plenty I'm talking specifically to Julia mm. um this new course which I think is going to be called building powerful money beliefs but one of the things mm. in there is going to be about this book that I keep by the side of my bed and it's called it's called the book of plenty and I write down things that I want answers to things I'm calling in blah 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 it has a like there's a few things in there that haven't happened yet but they're totally on their way honestly the things that show up from that book are Mm. and it's such a good practice of me noticing what feels like magic Mm. like oh I was after that thing I wanted that I was like trying to find an answer to that I was like looking for whatever it is and here it is Mm -hmm. bring it in and there's no further magic to it by the way write in close the book put it to the side and that's part of the idea is that and then I do take the action I don't just sit there going well that's what I was going to say I think a lot of the time people think that writing it down or doing that and then it's almost like you know like you've put an order into the restaurant or something and you're like okay yeah (laughs) and and is it coming is it coming yeah you have to kind of show up have found the restaurant put in order yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and do all the stuff yeah yeah and I think for me I found that these this whole idea of magical thinking used to be a way of trying not to do anything yes 
so I used to use it as a way to beat myself up and be like well if I was just more aligned or if I could just think better thoughts then I would yeah everything would have been coming to me easily already yeah yeah it's such a marriage of effort yes that is satisfying yes that's the thing that I really try to pay attention to yeah so like when people say it feels magical Sometimes people will default to that feeling really yeah. good or really yeah. easy. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. I no. like for me, something that feels really magical is like a satisfying workout. So yeah. I've done the workout in the middle of the workout, I'm in pain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like at the end of yeah. the workout, I'm also kind of in pain. Yeah. But I feel so satisfied. Yeah. I know that that action is leading me to more of where I want to go. That's such a good example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with launching. Like I've just gone through. I think I've launched this program that I've recently launched twice and it just hasn't really landed. I've worked on it and worked on it and worked on it. Like it's been a couple of years work of like, what's going on there? No, 18 months of work. Like, how can I rejig this? What am I doing? I've just finished about to close the doors on it. I filled it up by one space at the moment, but I'm really like, think that's going to be fine. It's been a piece of piss. It feels magical to me because this time's been easy, easier, let's say. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like magic, right? It was 18 like months. 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? You're like, but it, yeah. it happened. And it's those things, though, that like also yeah. keep you in the game and, and doing it and looking at it and strategizing. And there's been there's been a lot of energetic work. There's been a lot of strategy, a lot of like dirty hands business work. There's been a lot of crying. There's been a lot of all sorts of things. But there's also, you know, now at the end of it, I'm like, oh, there it is. There's that magical spot. And there mm-hmm. is something in that. And I think the writing it down helps me to notice that it's happened. I think that's all it does. Because we ask for so much and we think of so much. Then you write it down and I'll go back in the book and be like, oh, that's totally happened. I didn't even know I wanted that. So it's like, yeah. it's almost like pre-gratitudes to me mm-hmm. like I will yeah. be grateful for this when it happens and I'm just acknowledging that it's on its way almost mm-hmm. mm, okay. I love that so much yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's a really cool it, practice it's just another thing that people it's one of the biggest myths of intuition that really pisses me off is that people think that once they are more intuitive life will be easy yeah and it's just like that's not like it's different and there is more ease sometimes sometimes yeah but it's not necessarily easy like life is still life there's still mm, systemic yeah. injustice there's still like yeah. shitty things that happen that yeah. we wish wasn't happening yeah and then people will blame and shame themselves mm. when yeah. stuff like that happens yeah and it's like this is this is not the way to live like humanity mm. is humanity yeah this is more about showing yourself that you can trust yourself and you are yes. capable and creative to get through anything yeah. that life comes at you the main thing I noticed, actually, and I think you wrote a post about this recently, is that rather than like, so a really like small example of this is I was planning the, uh, we do a, a retreat day with Real You Will Money. And it we did it last time at the end of the course. So I think we did it in March. Yeah, we did it in March. And I had two venue options. One was this beautiful Airbnb with a baby grand piano in it it was all white it was like loft style it was amazing and one was and I would have had to get in the catering and all of that stuff and one was this 
meeting room where they'd have bought the food. It was a bit 90s looking, the decor. But, you know, I was like, Bino would be easier. And I think it was slightly cheaper. And I was looking at the one, the 90s looking room. And I was like, oh, you know, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. But I could feel what a compromise it was. And I had this really strong voice. I think I might have all of the things, actually. Now I think about it, I think I might have all of them. Almost voice come into my brain and be like, you need to book the other one. Like the other one is the right choice. So I booked it and it was so transformational to do it there. But partly because if I'd gone to the red one, maybe it would have been fine. But if it hadn't been, Mm. I'd have been like, I knew I didn't want to do this one. And so I think what you were saying in a post, I'm pretty, correct me if it wasn't you, but I'm sure I saw a post from you saying like, at least it's yours. At least it's your choice in that moment. Like not, not systemic like injustice and stuff and wars but when you make a decision and you're like oh I knew I knew that wasn't the right option for me it's a very different space it's a to occupy. different quality and yes it's also, quality is a good it's word. a question of like it's real embodiment yeah because the problem is is that when you're following somebody else's formula or blueprint yeah you do it yeah but you're not really sure why you're doing it yeah and then you're not sure how to call correct yes and even when things go wrong yes you don't know why yes because you're like oh but I followed everything yes oh my god Julia (laughs) that is we need I don't know somehow that needs to be shot into people's bread like veins that what you just said it's so hard yeah but when it's your decision yeah your path that you have built yourself yeah not only is it unbelievably satisfying, but you can yeah. also deal with the hardships way yeah. more. Because again, yeah. it's yours. You get to yes. learn from it. And that experience, yeah. it gets to be embodied. Yeah. And then you you can't, like that knowledge is so valuable and sacred. Mm. Yeah. And it's continual building of what mm. you want to get to. Yeah. And that is like yeah. the most important yeah thing, I think. yeah 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 and I love that because I've done coaching programs where I followed someone's formula and it didn't work mm-hmm. and I've done it where I Same. felt like <laughs> and I felt like when it was on me I found it far easier to learn the lessons whereas when it was muddied with stuff that had been not a good experience in that space it was far harder to learn lessons other than I didn't like the way they did that. I didn't like the way they did that. Whereas in the one that I did where I really do still very much admire and think brilliant, the person that ran it, I was able to internalize those lessons for myself far more easily, far more easily because it was much more on me what went on than. Well, because I find if you're following a system, a lot of the time what you can think because it feels external is that you can then blame yourself. Yes. For not having, you just say, oh, I did it wrong. Yes. Rather than oh, this actually wasn't the right yeah. thing for me, yeah. Yeah. for me or my business yeah. or my creative yeah. practice. Yeah, or even how can I tweak it and like you have less ownership exactly. of it. So exactly. this is going to be our last question before I get onto the quick fire stuff. But you, can you tell us a bit about this idea of the alchemist in your work? Yeah, so actually that follows on super easily from what we've been talking about because I view the alchemist as really it's a scientist but mm-hmm. with a bit of extra magic. Oh, I love so that. it's how do you be an alchemist of your own life mm-hmm. and it's exactly what we've just been talking about how do you take ownership of the decisions that you make to build yeah. the life that you want mm-hmm. so how can you approach it with a sense of curiosity and playfulness mm-hmm. and really see 
like what are the experiments that I can run in Mm -hmm. my life and what can I learn from them Mm. and that is Mm. the part that then is how you build anything yeah you know it's and the I use alchemists instead of scientists just because I like to have that little element of like well you don't know what could happen like there's a whole realm of possibility Mm. that you maybe haven't imagined yet and you're allowing that to still be there so you're going to run an experiment you're going to see what happens. You're going to be able to evaluate with compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then still allow that there could be an alchemical um, mm. combination that you weren't expecting and allow yeah. that to be part of the mix rather than mm-hmm. it being like a regimented formula mm. to follow. Yeah. And so I think when you can embody that archetype, yeah, it helps to, I like having archetypes to embody because I think it helps to create a little bit of a, distinct but not separate entity to yourself because then it feels like less responsibility (laughs) (laughs) which you know is a way of tricking your brain into doing Mm -hmm. things Uh, to really get curious Mm. how do you you with your life with your experiences with all the things that you bring to the table yeah how do you want to actually play with this Mm. so that's when if you can really embody that that's when you can take these experiences you were talking about where someone yeah. offers a framework yeah. and you can be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Let's see how I can do this. Yeah. And then experiment with it yeah. rather than believing that it is your magic bullet to where yes. you want to go yeah, yeah. and then shaming yourself for it yeah. not actually leading yeah. the way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. That's a brilliant, brilliant way to think about it as well okay thank you so much for being here I've loved this could do it all day can you tell people where they can find you yes so you can find me at juliamavola.com which is g-i-u-l-i-a-m-a-z-z-o-l-a the italian spelling <laughs> and on instagram which is juliamavola.x as well that's the best place to find nice and then I'm gonna do my quick fire questions for you mm-hmm. can you finish this sentence money is possibility as well <laughs> nice I, I, every time I love the answers people have they're always so different can you let us know now I'm not going to lie I've already said this Julia I've been very excited about asking Julia this question because we share and she may not want to share a fantasy book but we share a taste in books and we have been known to message each other in fact we share a taste in quite a few nerdy things so what is the best book you've read recently and I always say it can be business not business Nonfiction. It's not business. <laughs> it's not. I I've been on a really like big cozy fantasy, mm-hmm. thing, which is essentially fantasy novels, but without like a high drama. Yes. To it, I'm I'm going to sneakily give two recommendations. Yeah, do it, please. So one is Legends and Marketing. Yes. Which is about an orc mercenary who has decided to set up a coffee shop instead and give up her mercenary ways. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> obviously (laughs) and the second one that I loved recently was a standalone novel released by Brandon Sanderson which is called Tress of the Emerald Sea oh yeah I haven't read that but I've seen so good and it's about a girl who from Small Island who gets thrust into adventure unwillingly but has beautiful kind of found friendships and found family tropes and oh I just love it so good can I just say as well, Brandon Sanderson is a very interesting person to follow from a business perspective because he's incredibly creative with how he does things. He's, he did the biggest Kickstarter, I think, ever. Yeah. 
And it was so, I was watching the money just like pile up in his Kickstarter. It was fascinating. This is one of the Kickstarter books. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah. Have you read the Olivia Atwater Regency Fairy Tales? Oh, they're amazing. They're so good. Uh, I've only read the first two. The first one was my favorite, and I need to get the third one super quickly because. God, is my favorite as well. Just it has everything that I want in like a fairly grumpy romance yeah. interest yeah. and yeah. like a slightly clueless but secretly yeah. super powerful yeah. female lead. It's like, yeah. oh, yes, delicious. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> I think that's my favorite cozy one I've read, but yes. And then, lastly, if you could only eat one thing mm. for the rest of your life, what's it going to be? Oh, that's really difficult. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with pizza. It's yeah. tried and tested, but my dad always used to make us pizza every Sunday when we were kids. Yeah, and so it just has good feelings. Do you know what? I think mine's changed since I went to Italy. I, you'll know what they're called. What are the the pistachio croissants called? Oh, cornetti. That. I want to eat that every single, see, there's no consequences. I'm not going to (laughs) feel sick with this. This is a new rule I'm bringing in because I I could only eat one in a sitting, but they were, I keep saying to people, they changed my life. (laughs) They're amazing. Oh my. Apparently you can buy jars of it. It's like basically for anyone who doesn't know that it's a bit like, imagine if Nutella, it's like a bit of Nutella-y consistency, slightly more runny. But it's pistachio. Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, I have to say, Italy has a reputation that it absolutely does live up to. <laughs> like, I was it like, wow, does. yeah, it really is amazing here. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right, I've never had that. With, normally, I'm like, yeah, it's all right. But I was like, no, no, I get it, I get it. Okay, thank you so much for doing this. Thank and you. everybody, do go and find Julia's work on Instagram. We'll have all the links in the notes below. And I'll see you next time. Bye.